the gospel was preached and they believed. They believed the good news of Christ who went from cross to crown to rescue them from the sound of God's judgment and from the fiery danger and the heat of hell. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. July 24th, 2022. 1 Peter 4, 1-11. You know, I have to hand it to our summer music teacher. When we asked him to come here and to teach music lessons during the summer, he probably didn't expect there to be extra rhythm. See, one day I checked in on how his classes were going, on a day where I knew there'd be some particular challenges he'd be facing. And I don't mean the students. There he was by the snare drum teaching one of the students, showing them a rhythm on the drum, rat -a tat tat tap And the student repeated the rhythm, rat -a tat tat tap But then you heard another sound, which was very different, going boom, 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 bang, bang, boom. It wasn't another student, and it wasn't any particular rhythm copying what he had done, but it was loud. You see, there was a roofing project, and the roofers were removing the old roof and putting new shingles on the roof. And it added a little bit something extra to the music. And yet he kept on teaching and made his way through it. Thankfully, the, the roofers took a break during the hottest part of the day, so there wasn't as much noise in the hottest part of the day. But unfortunately, the air conditioning was starting to fail. So it got kind of uncomfortably hot, too. Despite the heat and the noise, he continued to serve. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 4 that as Christians, we are going to face noise and we are going to be under pressure and under heat as we live our lives serving others and serving Christ, doing the will of God. How is a Christian to bear up as we carry our crosses under the noise and under the heat? Well, today we continue our series looking at how we go from cross to crown. Today we see how we serve while suffering. As Peter writes here in chapter 4, he has just outlined all the things that Christ faced as Christ went from cross to crown. And so Christ suffered in the body. So Peter says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in the body, arm yourselves with the same attitude. Jesus did really suffer. As true man, he got tired, he got thirsty, he went many weeks without food, he had no place to lay his head. At times, the crowds overwhelmed him so much that he didn't have any chance to grab some food or to eat or to rest. And at other times, he was alone, abandoned, deserted by his friends and disciples. Jesus faced the noise. Jesus faced the heat to the point where he was with his face down in the ground, calling out to the Father that if it was possible, the, the cup of suffering that was before him would be taken away. And yet, he was willing to, in the heat and in the noise, in the insults, the mockery, the sufferings and pains, to bear it all, to willingly go forward and to serve his Father. Isaiah says in chapter 50 that his face was set like flint as he went forward to serve, despite the suffering. 
Well, Peter says, arm yourself with the same attitude as Christ. And I don't think there's even, even once hinted at the fact that Christ in any way grumbled, murmured, or complained, or turned aside from his suffering. But he served, despite everything. Arm yourself with the same attitude as Christ who suffered in the body. As you serve, Peter says, whoever suffers in the body has finished with sin. Since we have died to sin, he goes on to say, live no longer for evil desires, but he says, live to do the will of God. Do you? Notice too, Peter doesn't make this like do the best will that you can put out or the best human desires. No, Peter makes it very black and white. It is either you are doing evil human desires or you're doing the will of God. You either live for the sinful heart or you live for the holy God. There's no sort of good human desire. The human heart is, since the fall into sin, in complete opposition to the will of God. And so Peter lists for us some of the evil human desires that the world around us will do. He says that the people he writes to in Asia Minor, they have spent enough time in the past doing what the unbelievers, the pagans, chose to do. And he lists for us six different types of sins. And you know what's striking? When you, when you look at this list of sins, it's, it's very sad to see they are self-destructive sins. And they are habits and things which people do not only to their own harm, but sadly, sometimes do thinking that it might help them. That's what all evil human desires lead to. To harming ourselves. Even if we think we might have a solution for suffering, we try to follow the human solution. But it only leads to suffering, to death, and to slavery. Someone might think that they are serving themselves as they love money and they love it more than their God. And they withhold giving praise and offerings to their God. And in doing so, they're living under greed and under fear and under worry. Or maybe someone might say, it's not worth the time to spend time in God's word and to gather around word and sacrament. But in doing so, they're, they're harming themselves, cheating themselves out of the gift that God offers them. Or a believer might reason out and say, well, I will be better off, I will be happier if I turn to self-medication and drunkenness. And they'll fall into the world's trap of evil human desires, harming themselves and harming others. And sadly, a lot of people give in to that lie that their life will go so much better if they just murder their child. But the truth is, they have not made their life any easier by avoiding serving others and avoiding any suffering. Rather, they have become slaves to the will and to serve the devil. That's the way the world operates. These evil human desires that Peter lists all have to do with trying to avoid suffering and pain, but really serving self and harming self and serving the devil. Well, Peter says, you believer, when you try to do the will of God, when you show your devotion to your God, don't be surprised if the world turns against you. He says in verse 4, 
They are surprised that you do not join with them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. As we serve our God, we will find the world hates this. The world will see the Christian who gives their time, their devotion to the will of God, and they'll hate it. Try sharing your Christian faith. Try sharing the will of God on social media and see how the unbelieving world responds. You see, the world wants to normalize sinful behavior. The world wants to normalize the evil desires. It normalizes killing your own children. It normalizes drunkenness. It normalizes sinful sexual entertainment. It normalizes all those things because it doesn't want to do the will of God. It stands in opposition to it. And so if you try to bear up under the, the heat of suffering, you will hear the noise as the world heaps abuse against you, slanders you, speaks against you, harms you, all because you want to live for God. But Peter says, they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Far greater than the heat that anyone can face from this world is the sound of God's judgment on the last day. And he who is eager to judge will bring his fiery judgment on every sinner, on every one of us for every evil human desire and every human action. We live in a world filled with suffering and it will face the suffering that comes with the judgment of God against sinful, evil human desires. You see, the solution for the suffering and sin of this world is not to turn to evil human desires, to try to serve self. We only end up in punishment. But Peter gives us God's solution to the world filled with evil desires and suffering. God's solution. He says, the gospel was preached. The good news of Jesus was preached. The good news that there is one who had no evil desires. There is one, the Son of God, the Holy One, who never followed in opposition to God a human heart that was against God, but only willed what the Father, God the Father, willed. Jesus, the Holy Son of God, lived to keep and to follow the will of God for us. And so that our sins might be covered, he died for our sin. And so that we might be set free from the suffering, he suffered for our sin. All the things Peter outlined in the previous chapter, ending here with Christ coming in judgment, all the things are outlined as Christ suffered, died. But the same Christ who died, good news, rose again. The good news was preached to the believers that the same one Christ who died for their sins rose again in victory, sent out the salvation given in baptism and the proclamation of good news of forgiveness. The good news was preached that Jesus ascended into glory and will come again. And when he comes again, we will be with him in glory. He has gone from cross to crown. This is the good news that was preached to Peter's hearers. And this is the good news that was preached to you. You see, there was one difference between the unbelieving world, which Peter says his readers had once participated with, and the believers. 
There's one big difference between those who live for self and self-destruction and those who now live for God. The gospel was preached and they believed. They believed the good news of Christ who went from cross to crown to rescue them from the sound of God's judgment and from the fiery danger and the heat of hell. The gospel was preached, Peter says, so that even those who died, he says, they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. You see, right now, the world sees Christians. It sees them in their lowliness. It sees as they serve under the heat and under the fire and the suffering. But one day, it will see how they follow Christ because of his grace and his glory. They follow him from cross to crown. And that day is coming sooner than many think. Peter says, the end of all things is near. The time will come when Christ, who is now crowned in glory, comes again in glory. The end of all things is near when he raises us from the dust, ends all suffering, and brings us to glory everlasting. With that in mind, with the glory that is yours in Christ, he says, therefore, Christian, as you face the heat and the suffering in this life, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Instead of doing what the world does, that is self-medicating or falling into drunkenness to numb the mind and to escape the suffering, you escape the suffering as you look to the glory of Christ. Be of sober mind and pray. The gospel has been preached to you. You know Christ is alive and you know your God hears your prayer. And he says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. The world's solution for suffering and pain is to watch out for self. But you know the gospel was preached to you. Now you love others deeply, and you cover over their sins as God has covered yours. Because the gospel is preached, you have love and forgiveness to deal with the suffering of this world. Also, Peter adds, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. You see, instead of living for selfishness, you open your home and your heart and your life to others, just as God opened up heaven to us. The gospel was preached to you. Live as you serve, not with complaint. The world gives, but it gives with either payment or with an unwilling heart, but you, without grumbling. Each of you, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. God has given you a gift. The gospel was preached to you. You know what God has given you in Christ and he has showered additional gifts on you to serve others. No matter what suffering or pain you face, serve because God has given to you. If anyone speaks, they should do it as one who speaks the very words of God. Far from heaping abuse on those who disagree with you or in opposition to you. You speak to build others up. You build them up as you share God's word. You know the word of God. Yes, you share the law, but you share it to bring them to repentance because the gospel was preached so that you with new life might bring them to have forgiveness in Christ and to build them up and to know him who went from cross to crown. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides. Yes, it, it will be hard. 
as you serve and you do the will of God, you do it not to avoid suffering. You do it because the gospel was preached. And you do it with the strength God provides you. As you follow Christ, who went from the suffering of the cross to the glorious crown that he now wears. Serve with the strength God now gives you to bear up under the noise and under the heat because you have the good news. And why do you do all this? You do it because you know your Savior who went from cross to crown. And you do it because you will praise him forever. Peter concludes this section. Do all this, all these commands to serve, to love, to offer, to be sober, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and the power forever and ever. Amen.